0: Hey guys, are you ready for some money rehab? Wall Street has been completely upended by an unlikely player. GameStop. And should I have a 401k? Because don't can... do it. No, I know. Girl. You think the whole world revolves around you and your money? Well, it doesn't charge for wasting our time i will take a check like a old school you recognize her from anchoring on cnn cnbc and bloomberg the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand nicole lapin In yesterday's episode, you heard the first part of my conversation with Tio Martinez, CEO of the surrogacy agency Growing Generations. In that episode, we went through the breakdown of costs associated with working with a surrogate. In today's episode, we dig deeper into the financial implications for the surrogates and how to talk to your child about surrogacy. Here's the second part of our conversation. Let's talk about the surrogate. How do you refer to a surrogate? Let's talk about the surrogate part of the equation. At Growing Generations, we talked about how much generally you're paying in the $50 to $60,000 range for a first-time surrogate. Is that a typical amount across the industry?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's there's variances from one agency to the next. So, but in generally that's kind of the range for most surrogates.
0: Do the fees change depending on the place the surrogate lives? Like would the surrogate uh, get more money if she lived in a place like Los Angeles or New York?
1: Sure. So currently, New York has recently been legalized for surrogacy, meaning women, women can be a surrogate in the state of New York and deliver there. Um, but that that's only recently changed. So it's there's not a lot of surrogates from New York, kind of as an aside. But in California in general, that's probably one of the most sought after states for surrogacy. And so surrogates in California generally get between five and ten thousand dollars additional compensation compared to a surrogate in, let's say, Ohio.
0: I know this is a scenario that no one wants to think about, but if there is a complication with pregnancy, how is that handled financially? Does that affect the surrogate's compensation or how much the parents pay?
1: Sure, yeah, so. When there is a loss of pregnancy or miscarriage, it can happen at various points in the process. The most common point would be in the first trimester. And usually, if it happens in the first trimester, they can start the process over again with the same surrogate. Um, cost really would be like, what it would be for a second attempt, which is usually about twenty dollars to $30,000. It's what we call a frozen embryo transfer FET. So essentially, that's what it would be. Um, If it's later on or there's more complication to it, um, then you could have costs for a DNC for the surrogate, um, where they basically have to do um, a kind of a surgery to go in and just make sure they clear all the pregnancy. Um, Then you have where it may happen in the second or third trimester, which is very rare, but you're talking about um, total loss of a pregnancy. So usually at that point, the surrogate will be disqualified um it's very difficult to know why the pregnancy happened that way but it's just sort of one of those mitigating factors where they're just sort of like there's a risk here and we just don't want to have this risk happen again um in which case if that were to happen or at any point where you need another surrogate you have to go through the rematching process so there's a cost associated with that the surrogates the new surrogate screening and various expenses related to that so it's not as if you're starting from zero and you're having to repay everything, so our agency fees, for instance, are one time fees, so until you take home a baby, uh, you're not repaying our fees. Um, often, a lot of the other professionals, like the legal team and that type of thing, they have similar packages um, but you know you could be looking at new costs anywhere from twenty to upwards of sixty seventy thousand dollars just depending on where that pregnancy ended
0: on paper, what is the employment relationship between the surrogate and the surrogacy company? Are surrogates considered employees? Do they get health insurance through the company? Are they 1099 employees? How does that
1: work? Yeah. Surrogates are not considered employees of the agency. So they, they're they not considered independent contractors either. What, what we're really doing is we're managing a relationship, a contractual relationship between the surrogate and the intended parents. So the a surrogate is not an employee or contractor of anyone. She's essentially someone who of her own free will is choosing to carry a pregnancy for somebody. So what we do is we just manage payment to her. So she gets her compensation, you know, correctly on time, that type of thing.
0: And are there any rules around whether a surrogate can maintain another job while pregnant?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, she's, most do. Most most are working moms who will continue to work. They'll continue to work throughout the pregnancy um, and they'll go off work when their doctor advises them to, whether it's prior to delivery or take time off after delivery to recover.
0: Hold on to your wallets, boys and girls. Money Rehab will be right back. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. The offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% Match must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPIC, a registered broker dealer. Now for some more money rehab. So what would the relationship between a surrogate and intended parents? typically be like I'm I'm sure there's no typical scenario and everything is different, but can they stay in touch? Do they stay in touch? Does the child meet them? How would that work?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So most intended parents enter the process not really knowing exactly what kind of relationship they want with their surrogate. So again, it goes to not quite knowing this person, you know, this is, you know, essentially strangers before we introduce them to each other. Most intended parents want to have some kind of relationship. Obviously, they want to know how the pregnancy is going and things like that. And some some intended parents will actually enter saying, I want to be super close. I want to go to all the doctor's appointments. I want to be in contact with her all the time. And, And we support those too. So what we do is we match intended parents and surrogates in a customized way so that each, each person's preferences are really met. So if a surrogate says, you know what, I want to have a close relationship, we're going to match her with intended parents who want that as well. What tends to happen when you take intended parents who aren't quite sure, they want some contact but they're not quite sure what it is, um, what often happens is they, they develop a close relationship and they keep in touch afterwards. And it may be something as simple as sending... Um, holiday cards or like sending photos of the child as he or she grows older or you know that type of thing to we've had some intended parents bring their go on vacation with their surrogate every year so the the main thing though is this is that the surrogate isn't necessarily treated as um, a surrogate mom to the child but as a celebrated person in the process of having this child uh be born and that's how they're kind of honored in these families and it's something we we encourage intended parents to really create with their children you know to to have this story that you know this creation story that like hey listen we really wanted to have you but we couldn't and so you know we've worked with a woman who's called a gestational surrogate and she's already a mommy of her own children and she carried the baby and gave her, you know, gave you to us when we were born and, you know, we love her and, you know, she helped you come to be. It's creating that kind of story that builds healthy, emotional relationships, especially with the children, because kids are just matter of fact, you know, you just kind of tell them the way it is and then they go, okay, great. That's the way it is. And it's when you withhold things from them that they begin to seek out things that, um, They're seeking their own answers to things like that. So, you know, a lot of people will keep that kind of uh, conversation, that kind of story incorporated in the relationship with their surrogate, whether they have a super close relationship or one where they just kind of periodically keep in touch.
0: Really good advice um, and really smart insights about, uh, you know, how to talk to kids who will inevitably ask about that. Like, where do babies come from? Was I in your belly? You know, those right? types of kid questions. Oh, uh, It's interesting that you bring up, you know, the idea of them being a stranger until you're matched. I had been talking about the option of potentially yeah. using a woman who we already know. What? How does that work with your agency? What if I came to you and I was like, Hey, Tio, I have this woman who is my guardian angel woman who uh, you know wants to um, be a surrogate for us.
1: Yeah, we've worked with intended parents who brought a friend or, or someone to they know to uh, be their own surrogate. And our, our own personal criteria is that their surrogate, also pass all of the other criteria that any other surrogate would have to pass, uh, including the screenings and things like that. Um, but it's one of those things that generally works out well. You know, Our job is really to give people as much information as we can so that they understand the, the advantages and disadvantages of choices, right? So... What we're doing is we're really taking them from each point saying, here's what comes, here's what's next. Here's some choices that you have and educating them on that. So working with a friend can be great. It's really about establishing that relationship ahead of time and having real clear conversation with your friend, what it means, what their relationship is going to be, and, and outlining that ahead of time, having good conversations, you know, facilitating that conversation with somebody like, for instance, uh, one of my business partners, Dr. Kim Bergman, she heads also the psychological department of our company having a conversation with her or one of her team with you, your fiance and your friend to really talk about it is also a helpful tool.
0: Can you share a piece of advice that you would give someone who is considering whether surrogacy is right for them? I suppose two pieces of advice, intended parents looking at surrogacy and women who are looking to become surrogates.
1: Sure. So for intended parents looking to become parents through surrogacy, you know what i like to do is just sort of hear their story what is it they're interested in accomplishing and what's their timeline you know what's their budget things like that you know i have friends who will come to me who who want to do this and i kind of take them through the same process i would an intended parent coming to me who i didn't know and it's important to really get what people want to accomplish and you know i've had friends for instance who while they didn't have the money to do this in the United States, went to, um, at the time they went to Ukraine where, when surrogacy was happening there and they had a child there and, you know, it was very successful for them, you know, but for them, it wasn't as much about the money as it was about getting the timeline. They want, you know, they were sort of nearing the age where they really wanted to have a child. So, you know, you kind of talk over some of these basic considerations that people don't really think about or take for granted. Um, in terms of being, becoming a surrogate, you know, I like to hear from people, you know, why, you know, why would you want to do this? Like what, what caused you to even think of this? And it's always interesting to hear. I mean, the fact of the matter is if someone's considering to be a surrogate, that's a real great first step because most women that you'll talk to about it will be like, oh, I could never be a surrogate, right? Like I would never do that. So there's like, they they don't even have to think about it. It's just like, no, I would never, ever do that, right? So when someone's actually considering it, it's kind of exciting because you get to hear a side of them that's this altruistic side, you know, that they're like, you know, I had easy pregnancies. I enjoy being pregnant. I saw friends or family struggle with getting pregnant. And I just saw, you know what? This could be a gift or a blessing to somebody. And I really wanted to do it. So um, hearing people's stories on either side, wherever they're coming from is really important.
0: For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. If you're considering surrogacy, there are resources out there that offer financial help. I've linked those resources in the show notes.
1: Spend money,
0: money, money. money Rehab is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Our producers are Morgan Lavoy and Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Nikki Etor and Will Pearson. Our mascots are...